When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Good morning, good morning. Anita Marks with you. It is Fantasy Forecast. Getting you ready for week 15. What does that mean? Well, it means you're in the playoffs. Hopefully, if you're listening to the show, maybe maybe you're not in the playoffs. Maybe you didn't make it to the playoffs. Uh, that's okay. There's DFS. Another good reason you should be listening to this program this week, right? Um, and if you did make it to the playoffs, well, congratulations. Uh, all the power to you. Uh, we've got Tom and Harvey who are producing the show today. We're with you, of course, for the first hour talking all things fantasy. We'll hear from Cynthia Freeland, her picks uh, with some of those players that might be flying low on the radar and then at 8 o'clock, we kick off the show with a money tumor. Mike Tannenbaum will join us at some point in time. And uh, we've got uh, Jordan Renan joining us. Uh, we've got uh, Catherine uh, uh, Terrell, who covers the Saints, who will hear from her. Uh, we've got Rich Samini with some news on Aaron Rodgers. Could be cleared next week. Activated on Wednesday if the Jets beat Miami. Does that mean that we will see him play in Week 16? We'll find out from Rich Samini. Also, Marcel Louis-Jacques, I just love saying his name, uh, is, uh, we'll hear from him as well, who covers the Miami Dolphins. And uh, and I, I was joined by Tommy Cutlets, uh, Tommy DeVito's agent yesterday. So, uh, so we will play that interview for you. If you missed it, we'll play that interview for you at some point in time on the show. Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, Amani's Keys to the Game, our score predictions. It's all coming your way in the next four hours. Phone lines are open as always. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. As we know, the Giants in the Big Easy. Did you guys know I lived in New Orleans for three years? I don't think I did. I don't know if I've heard this story from you. I don't know if it's a story. I mean, um, it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> You're so funny, Tom. Is it a story? I mean, it's my life. I don't know. Like, well, it's a story of your life. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so I guess it is a story. Um, it's definitely going to be an inter- interesting chapter of my book. Not that I've... Is it a chapter for the totally better Totally decided to write a book, and I don't know how many people would purchase it, but nonetheless. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is one of those times in my life where I fell like madly in love and, um, and of course, followed my heart and packed up everything I had at that point in time. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was working for the PGA Tour, and I was producing a show on ESPN, which, were, were you aware I was a producer for, for about 10 years before I got in front of the camera? That I did not know, no. Yeah, so I was producing a show for, uh, and, and, and the show actually, I produced it, it aired on ESPN, but it was called Inside the PGA Tour, and it was also called Inside the, the senior PGA tour. And so I was producing these shows and I was living in Jacksonville and I had this, I took this vacation um, to go play in this flag football tournament in New Orleans. And, uh, and I met this young man who 
um, I ended up falling madly in love with. And then like 10 months later, I packed up all my stuff and I moved to New Orleans. And, um, and he owned this really cute, quaint coffee shop in the French Quarter, right on the corner of Dumaine and Dauphine. And, um, and so I lived in the French Quarter for three years. And in the morning, I would run this coffee shop with him. And then at night, I was a producer at the Fox TV station. And I lived in the French Quarter for three years, covering the Saints. Yeah, how about that? So sounds like a good life to me. I guess. I guess it is. I guess it is a story. Uh, anyway, uh, at the end of the day, my heart was broken, and I I moved back to Miami after three years with my tail between my legs, and lived with Mama Mimi for about six months. That was a hoot. Um, <laughs> and here I am. Here I am. Anyway, long story short, I lived in the Big Easy. It's a really fabulous city. Uh, it really is. Really, really good people. Uh, and they just love their saints. But I'll tell you what, people here in New Jersey love Jimmy Cutlets even more, I think, than, uh, than, than folks in New Orleans love their saints. Uh, especially now that Derek Carr is there. So uh, this is going to be a real fun game, I think, to watch. Uh, let's be honest, right? Like Jimmy Cutlets has, uh, has invigorated, has he not? This, this Giants team, they have him believing. And Harvey was producing yesterday, Tom. I know you weren't producing. Um, sorry, I can't have you two days a week. But nonetheless, uh, one of the things that I walked away with with my discussion with uh, Tommy DeVito's agent is, um, you know, his chutzpah, his, uh, which is Yiddish. I don't know what, what, what's the analogy in regard to uh, Italian, but, um, you know, the, the sense of confidence, um, leading a team, leading men into battle, believing, um, and, and he has, he has brought this to this team. And I think, uh, the fact that, you know, they've won three straight, I think the giants have a real good shot of beating the saints today. So needless to say, I like the giants getting the five and a half. I'm even going to play them on the money line. And then of course you've got the jets in Miami, uh, Zach Wilson coming off a really impressive win and um, putting up 30 points. And now I think the Jets really get Miami at a very interesting time because they've got a plethora of injuries. And again, we're going to hear from Marcel Louis-Jacques over under how many times I get to say his name on this show today um, and get an update in regard to all the injuries that the Miami Dolphins are facing. I, there's a chance that they might not have three or four of their starting offensive linemen against that Jets defense, that's going to be quite impressive. So um, I think both the Jets and the Giants have a real good shot of winning today. But we'll do a deeper dive into those matchups, obviously, in New York game day. Uh, Let's talk some fantasy. And let's look back before we look forward. We had three games yesterday. Uh, The first game, the Vikings and the Bengals, I was on, gave you some picks and plays there, and pretty much all of them hit. I I don't know. Hold on one second. I don't know if the, uh, the Joe Mixon... Uh, receiving yardage hit. No, he only had 14. The over-under was 22 and a half. So that's the only one that, that didn't hit. Um, had the Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half. So that covered for you. Had Minnesota as a teaser. Uh, that hit for you. TJ Hawkinson overs hit. Uh, Nick Mullins passing yards over hit. That hit in the third quarter, actually. Um, 
but fantasy football wise, but if, and this is this is why in fantasy you've got to be really aggressive when it comes to the waiver wire. If you picked up Ty Chandler, good for you. Twenty three carries, one hundred and thirty two yards, and a touchdown. So he he absolutely delivered. Was a part of the passing attack as well. And um, and and curious, uh, you know, how many people out there played Addison, considering that that Jefferson was active. Uh, but Addison really was the the wide receiver that was going to help you, of course, head into Sunday with a nice lead. 111 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Unfortunately, Jamar Chase left the game with a shoulder injury. So, no bueno. Uh, what a disappointing... W- would you say that Jamar Chase is uh, probably one of the biggest disappointments this year in fantasy? I-, I think you can make an argument for that because a lot of people picked him first, number one overall. This this year, and I had this conversation, and not sure if he's listening. If you are, shout out. Um, I was at Lifetime Gym yesterday, and I was in the spa area, and uh, came across uh, this nice man named Mike, who just happened to recognize me, and uh, and he was really nice, and he's he said, "You helped me win my fantasy football league a few years ago," um, and I was having the conversation with him in the cold plunge. Tom, have you ever done a cold plunge? No, I have not. What what yeah. what is a cold plunge? Is that like the opposite of a hot tub? Polar opposite, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, so it's it's like a small pool area that um, it's it 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 it's anywhere between like uh, forty to fifty degrees. Sounds like something I don't want to do. Well, I, it's actually so so you do this cycle. You jump in the cold plunge. You're in the cold plunge for a good three minutes, and then you get out. You let your body body readjust. It's all about heart rate. And then you jump into the hot tub and then you go into the steam room and then you go into the sauna and you do this three times and you stay in these areas for about two to three minutes. And once you do this about two or three or four times, um, it's supposed to be really good for, you know, your heart and your immune system and your metabolism and supposed to give you all these benefits. So anyway, I've been doing this quite frequently, but nonetheless, we digress. Um, My conversation, and I'm sitting in a cold plunge with this dude named Mike, who I helped him win his fantasy league a few years ago. And um, and we were having the conversation this year. If you recall, go back. My draft strategy was wide receivers the first three rounds. I'm never going to do that again because rude awakening here. Not only now are you risking your wide receivers getting hurt, but if your quarterback gets hurt, it affects your wide receivers. You know, Jamar Chase, you know, his season this year um was was few and far between and, and not necessarily just because of him, but because Joe Burrow was injured all season. I, I mean, there was like, what, two or three games that you felt like he was on the rise from that calf injury that he suffered in, in the preseason. And you know what? Shame on me. Shame on me for even drafting Jamar Chase, knowing, and we had Stefania Bell on our show, right? Harvey on, on, you know, on our Saturday show prior to the season starting. And she said, listen, calf injuries, they're going to linger all season long. Uh, like an idiot, I didn't listen to her. I drafted Jamar Chase, and uh, and I think again one of the biggest disappointments uh, in in fantasy this year again because many of us drafted him number one, number two, or number three overall, uh, and he obviously did not perform um, in 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 that in that realm. So so again, I, like I, that. That draft strategy, I'm done with it because I, I think it's too risky. Because now you're not, not you're not just talking about one player who potentially, if that player goes down, uh, you're SOL. But now it's it's not just him. Majority of wide receivers are so contingent 
on on their quarterbacks. So that's out the door. I'm not doing that again. Just FYI. I learned my lesson. Although I will say this, I'm going to pat myself on the back, toot my own horn, however you want to call it. So as you know, 12 fantasy football leagues, I made it to the postseason in 10, in, in 11 of the 12. Um, I'm still alive in 10 of the 12. I have a first round buy in four of the 10 today. And I, and I, I'm feeling really good about that. Like I feel, I feel very proud. I feel very proud about that. Uh, the fact that I, I made it to the postseason in 11, of my 12, um, and I'm still alive in 10 of them. So, because there were some that, that started the playoffs in, in week 14, just FYI. So there's that. Um, Anyhow, uh, so the Bengals, they take care of the Vikings. Again, if you had Ty Chandler and you picked him up, you were active and, and attractive and aggressive on, uh, on, on the waiver wire. Good for you. Um, Addison over-delivered 111 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, then, of course, we go to the Steelers-Colts uh, game. I had the under here. The Colts putting up 30 points against the Steelers' defense. No bueno. Did not expect that. Uh, Minshew, 215 yards and three touchdowns. I'm tell- <laughs> I say this each and every, I love Gardner Minshew. I love this dude. I love him. Okay. Um, he's not the end all be all. I get it. He's not the best quarterback out there. I think one could argue he's definitely one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll tell you another thing. If, if, and, and I don't know what his contract situation is and I'll, I'll bring this up with Mike Tannenbaum. If he's available in free agent, if he's a, a free agent next year, that needs to be priority number one for the Jets. The Jets need to go after this dude because there's no guarantee, again, that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay healthy at 41 years old coming off that Achilles surgery. If there's, and, and, and if you're, I, I keep on saying this each and every week, and we know this is where the Jets went wrong. If you're a team and you know that you've got a great opportunity of making it to the postseason, let alone winning a championship, I am investing a good portion of my salary cap in my backup quarterback. Look at this season. You have to do it. You have to do it. And I would argue that Gardner Minshew is hands down the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And if I'm the Jets, I'm going after him. Uh, three, 215 yards, three passing touchdowns. And watch out for this Colts team. They're eight and six. They're eight and six. I think they make it to the postseason. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Johnson scored a touchdown. Pittman had four receptions for seven, eight yards before he he left with an injury, which was unfortunate because I really like Pittman uh, in this matchup last night. I, I mean, listen, four receptions, seven, eight yards, it's not chopped liver, but nonetheless, I think it could have been more if he would not have gone out with an injury. So uh, the under did not hit there, uh, which is uh, bad for me. Um, also, I had Trubisky over rushing yards, which uh, they didn't utilize him in the rushing game. Uh, very perplexed about that. And then, of course, the last game, boy, did I get this one way wrong. Uh, the Lions putting up 42 points against a very good Broncos defense. A very good, let me tell you, this Broncos defense, one of the best in the NFL since week eight. And you've got golf, 278 yards, five touchdowns. Raise your hand if you started golf on your fantasy team. Man, <laughs> I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if like golf is like 3% owned on the teams that made it to the postseason. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll say another thing. I, I bet you folks, and, and I would be too, reluctant to start golf against the Broncos because they're really good against the pass and they're very weak against the run. 
So I was expecting a big game from Gibbs and Montgomery, and Gibbs did put up a good game. Over 100 yards, total yards, and two touchdowns. So if you had Gibbs, good for you. Um, Amara St. Brown, 112 yards and a touchdown. Laporta, three touchdowns of golf's five. So if you have Laporta, good for you as well. So that's where it stands. If you had those players, you're heading into Sunday looking mighty good. Okay? 800-919-3776. We come back. It's time to take a look around the league. I'll get you up to speed on some of the news and notes out there. Who's going to be active? Who's not? Who's going to be a game-time decision? Again, a reminder, at 11.30 a.m. is when the active-inactive list comes out. That's when you need to uh, be near some type of tablet, phone, computer, something or other. Uh, Maybe hanging out in a cold plunge. I don't know. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. It is Fantasy Forecast. Uh, before we get into uh, some player player news, uh, let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, you're up. Anita, you, you, you really had to do this to me. So I'm looking Uh-oh. at my... Uh... <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> so I'm looking at my matchup and... Uh... You just, like, waxed poetic about Goff and Laporta, who, uh, yeah, I'm going against both of those guys, which is not a great combination. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, that's 65 points right there. Um, oh, wow. That's tough. That's tough sledding. It, it right. is. So we got, we got an uphill battle. So I, just real quick. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to roll three running backs. Um Alvin Kamara, uh, Zeke Elliott, and Saquon Barkley. Do you think either of these, actually really just one of these options is worthwhile? Do you think Zay Jones has enough upside to swap one of those out or not? No, because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, they're going to have some bad wins. Not bad, but high wins. Uh, oh, yeah, in, Jackson, in Jacksonville today. I, I think you're good with those three running backs. I like all three of those running backs, by the way. And he's gone. Okay, let's go to Paul in Texas. Paul, welcome in. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I have an issue. I've been going back and forth on this most of the year. I made the playoffs. And I started Chandler yesterday because Pierce was a dud most of my season, so I benched him. Nice. And... Uh, uh, picked up Chandler and 
yeah, he did really well. Matter of fact, I wish he'd got another touchdown. He's stopped at the one yard line, but oh well, he got a bunch of points. Yeah, what I've been fighting with most of the year is, oh gosh, I think they have a hangover, a Super Bowl hangover in Kansas City and Mahomes. You know that that whole deal. You know, they, I don't know. I, every time I watch that team, he they, he throws three or four passes right in the hands of receivers, and they drop them. So I'm at a situation now. I'm in the first round of the playoffs, and they can get a bye. And I got to play Mahomes or Love. And Love against Tampa Bay is a pretty good matchup. So I know they say don't bench your studs, but I don't know about this one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is hard, Paul. Um, I think Jordan Love has a higher upside. I actually, believe it or not, brace yourself. I actually like the Patriots today. Uh, the Patriots have a really, really good defense. They're home. Uh, Kansas City is uh, has been struggling all offensively. One thing we know about Bill Belichick is he likes to remove a certain player, and it's obvious the player you want to remove is Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Patriots are really good against opposing tight ends. Pacheco is out. So in this wide receiving core out, outside of, of Rice, uh really have have not been able to do much. In fact, most drops of any team in the NFL. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for Patrick Mahomes. But how do I tell you to bench Patrick Mahomes on week one of your playoffs? That's hard. Um, I, I will say this. If your gut is telling you to go with Jordan Love, I'm not going to be mad at you. Um, you know, sometimes in fantasy, you got to take risks. And I'm with you. I think Jordan Love at home against a suspect Tampa Bay Bucks defense, I think could be really solid. And apparently I'm hearing that Aaron Jones is expected to play and he's utilizing the passing game. So again, I, I like I, it's it, it, this is tough. Um, I, I, I would probably leave lean Jordan Love just for the upside as crazy as that sounds. But again, do what your gut is telling you. Do what your gut is telling you. All right, let's get you in the know with the players out there. Who's starting, who's not. Quarterback-wise, C.J. Stroud is out because of a concussion. Reports are that the Texans are going to start Case Keenum over Davis Mills today. How about that? Um, uh, Geno Smith dealing with a groin. That's a Monday night game against the Eagles. Big question mark there. So uh, keep that in mind. I think that there are some better options. Tyree Kill dealing with an ankle issue. Uh, I'm hearing that he's going to give it a go, but what does that mean? 75%? Not great. Chris Olave is going to be a game-time decision against the Giants. Nico Collins, and of course we know Tank Dell is out, so Noah Brown could be a sneaky good play today uh, for the Texans. Okay, Uh, Marquise Brown is dealing with a heel. Michael Wilson is dealing with a shoulder. But Jordan Schultz is back in action, by the way. Well, I'm sorry, that's... uh, that's Arizona. Uh, McBride, they're coming off of a bye, and I like McBride, the uh, the tight end. I think he's going to be real special today. Uh, Brandon Cooks is dealing with an illness, but is expected to go. DJ Moore is dealing with an ankle, is expected to go. Chris Watson still dealing with a hamstring, not expected to go today for the Green Bay Packers. Okay? Uh, Pacheco is out. Brian Robinson is out. Um, Achan is out. Expected to be out, sorry. Expected to be out today because of the toe. Even if he is active, Mostert is the running back of choice you want to start. Stevenson is out. I think Zeke is going to have a really big day. Hearing that Aaron Jones, dealing with a knee, is expected to go. 
Tight end wise, Darren Waller back in action for the Giants. And by the way, the Saints not good against uh, slot wide receivers. And of course, Waller lines up out of the slot. Taysom Hill back in action for the Saints. I've got an anytime touchdown for him. Love him to be utilized as a tight end today. And uh, Schultz back in action for uh, for the Texans. Again, Noah Brown and Schultz could be sneaky good plays today with Nico Collins and Tank Dell all out. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mike. Mike, got to make it quick. Up against a break. What's your question? Uh, I have um, Jalen Hurts and I have... Uh... DJ Johnson's concussion protocol, and I also have Matthew Stafford. I love Matthew. Uh, I love Matthew Stafford today. Love me some Matthew Stafford. Gonna play, a t- and, and thank you for your thanks for your call, Mike. Gonna play a ton of Matthew Stafford today in DFS. Love him, love him, love him. In fact, my best bet on daily wager or ESPN bet coming your way on ESPN two at nine o'clock this morning. Uh, Stafford over two and a half touchdowns, and you could get that at plus one seventy. I jump on that right away. Love Stafford. Think he's going to crush Washington today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Each and every week, Cynthia Freeland joins me on Saturdays, and I like to replay a clip of our conversation when we talk about fantasy football. And as we know, this is a very important week. We've been talking about it all show long. This is the first week of the playoffs. So uh, again, find out, finding out from Cynthia Freeland some of the players that she likes that are flying low on the radar, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight ends. Uh, and as always, we start with quarterbacks. Cynthia, what say you? Well, is Russell Wilson obvious? Because I'm not sure, but I like him a lot this week for fantasy purposes. I think I I told you the Lions defense has been messy at best and Russell Wilson can beat you with both his legs and through the air. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. It's inside. It has all of the hallmarks of what you'd like for your fantasy situation. And it's on Saturday. So if things get a little wonky, then you're able to kind of make up for it with some roster changes after for on the Sunday and Monday game. Love it. Love it. R- running back. Give me some of the running backs you think will have success. You already said you liked uh, Gibbs, of course, going up against Denver. Denver's giving up. And over Montgomery. 100. Take them both. Yep. Take Bo- them both. Both of them. Okay. Yep. I think James Cook. I think it, James Cook against the Cowboys. I mean, I know it's pretty obvious because he's, or if you're for a season long, but I still think he's a good DFS play as well because you've seen him. You know, with Joe Brady at the offensive coordinator, you've seen them throwing a bunch more passes to that level. You saw him get in the end zone last week. I think that's kind of the game script to keep Josh Allen turnover free. 
What about Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, you know, the one way that you can attack that Kansas City defense is through the rushing attack. Um, oh, yeah. You, you, you like some play on him? I do. I just – that game is a, is a tough one for me to – like, obviously, it's a good play, and there's a lot of injury to the running back room of every single team, it feels like. But, yes, it, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, maybe not in DFS, but in regular season long, absolutely. Uh, wide receivers, Cortland Sutton – just finds if you like Russell Wilson, Cortland yep. Sutton just finds the end zone each and every week. Uh, so to me, that's a no brainer. Who are some mm-hmm. of the other wide receivers uh, that you're eyeing that you like? Michael Pittman. Michael mm. Pittman. Look for all these guys who have a contract coming up, the upcoming free agents, and also that are in the race to potentially make the playoffs. And Michael Pittman is kind of like right in the middle of that Venn diagram. He's also gotten just a ton of usage and targets over the past three, four weeks. So that's a good that's a good situation to target. I know Gardner Minshew, you know, has some up and down play, but Michael Pittman's really been coming through strong for him. Well, also Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans is Always. in a con- right is Always in a contract here. Yes, con- and same with T Higgins. T Higgins is in a contract here too. So, so play all those cats who are looking <laughs> to make that paper. Um, last but not least, tight ends. Who do you like this week, Cynthia? David and Joku, and I'm not chasing points because he has the most yards after the catch for any tight end for this entire season. So I get it. He got into the end zone twice last week. But with Joe Flacco and against this Bears defense, this Bears defense is a little better than maybe people give it credit for. Bears defense is vulnerable at the linebacker level, though, and that's where David and Joku makes his magic. That's where I think the difference comes. What about what about Taysom Hill? We just talked about him a second ago. There's a chance if Chris Olave is out you know, game time decision because of that ankle um, is, is Taysom Hill no brainer play. <sighs> There's always risk involved with Taysom Hill because sometimes the usage is weird. They kind of ride the hot hand. Like if, if Derek Carr's playing well and they don't need him to do anything tricky, then they kind of don't use him as much and, and they'll use him more as like a traditional receiver or, you know, tight end, whatever. But like, I that there's a lot of upside there always, but you gotta, re- you gotta respect the downside of it too. All right. Again, I want to thank Cynthia Freeland, who joins us each and every week, uh, getting us all ready, hopefully uh, in, a, in a really good position to win week one, because again, you lose, you're done, your season's over, you win, you advance. And hopefully, listen, that's what the show is here for, to help you win your fantasy football matchups. 800-919-3776, the phone number, you want to jump on board, now's the time to do so, because within the next 10 to 15 minutes, we are going to kick off New York Game Day with myself, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum, getting you ready for both the Jets and the Giants games today. So stay tuned, still a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Week 15 of the fantasy football season, which means playoffs. Do we have that? Do we have that drop, by the way? We probably do. Not on standby. <laughs> not on standby. Playoffs. So so speaking about New Orleans, um, <laughs> I, I was in New Orleans when... Uh, Jim was the head coach. I know I'm dating myself. I don't care. Uh, but how funny he, he was. Uh, do you remember? You guys probably weren't even born when that's when when that soundbite became a thing. Playoffs, playoffs. We can't even we can't even get a first down. And you're talking about playoffs. And oh, by the way, uh, um, Peyton Manning was his starting quarterback. We can't even get a first down. 
And you're talking about playoffs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That and um, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. We, 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 we talking about practice. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think has gotten more play? Playoffs or practice? Playoffs? <laughs> That's all you have? You don't have like the whole cut? We, we, can't, we can't even get a first down. And you talking about playoffs? <laughs> Again, I'd probably have to find it. It's probably in the okay. system. That's just the first thing that popped up. I found Jim Moore right. Sr. saying that, so I threw right. it on the well, I, Hey, listen, I, appreci- I appreciate, I appreciate um, the producing effort in, in retrieving that. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. But what do you, what do you think? What do you think has 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 been the most referred to uh, quote? Playoffs or practice? In my lifetime, it's been this. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, it, it would be that. <laughs> you you kidding me? We can't even we can't even get a first down. And you're talking about playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? Oh my gosh, that was classic. Uh, by the way, uh, interesting note. Well, not interesting, just a little tidbit about me. Allen Iverson, arguably favorite NBA player ever, was a huge fan of his when he played at Georgetown. Um, and then just loved watching him play in, in the NBA. And so... <laughs> anyway, all right. Taking a walk down memory lane by myself, if you can't hear it through the radio, 800-919-3776. Let's go to your calls. Let's try to answer as many fantasy questions as we can before we kick off New York game day. Coming your way in about 10 minutes with uh, Amani Toomer and, of course, uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Let's go to Todd in Lindbrook. Todd, you're up. Welcome in. Hi. So I have a flex where I could play any type of position, defense, quarterback, wide receiver. So I have, I have Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I have Nico Collins. I have Nico. Bud Nico Edwards. is Nico. Hold on, Todd. Nico's out. Okay, I have Gus Edwards. I have Dallas's defense, and I have Schultz. I have to play one person there. Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, you know, I would go with the. I would go with uh, Joe Flacco because he's going to have the, the, the ball in his hands uh, the majority of the time, and so I think he's going to give you the best opportunity to score some points. Um. Obviously, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield. Nico Collins is out. There's a lot of mouths to feed in the backfield for the Ravens. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills put up a lot of points against this Dallas defense today. I do like Schultz, but you're talking about the difference between a tight end and a quarterback. Quarterback has his hands in, in on the ball the majority of the time, so I would go Joe Flacco. Let's go to Rich in Northport. Rich, you're up. Yep. Hi, Anita. Um, Hi. My, my question is, I have, um, for flex, I could either go with uh, Rashid Rice or I could go with Ayuk. And for defense, I could go with either the Chiefs or Miami. My only concern about Miami is Hill. If he's not healthy or doesn't play, the Jets might actually fare pretty well down there. So so wait, Rich, don't hang up. Don't hang up. So it's, it's Rice or Ayuk? Yep. You know, so, so I like, I like Ayuk. I, I do like Rice, but again, and this might surprise him. Like, I think the Patriots are in a really good position here to potentially beat Kansas City today. I think, I think Rice is going to get a lot of volume, 
I just don't know how he's going to respond to it. I think your safer play here is Ayuk. I like both of them, by the way. I like the volume for Rice, but I like the ceiling for Ayuk, if that makes sense. What's your second What's your second conundrum? Uh, team defense is Chiefs or Dolphins? Ooh. Um... Wow. Uh, so so I would go Kansas City. Uh, like, I would That's go what Kansas, I'm leaning towards. Yeah, I'd go Kansas here's, here's what the problem is, Rich. Kansas City is really bad against the run, and I think Kansas City is going to give Ezekiel Elliott a ton of carries today. And so I think Ezekiel Elliott could rush for over 100 yards and score maybe one or two touchdowns. Okay? Gotcha. Uh, so that would be my concern. And, and for the Dolphins, they just have a ton of injuries. Yeah, so, and then I'm concerned about Hill. If Hill doesn't play, you know, Matik too, it could turn the ball over and it creates a short field for the Jets. Exactly. So I would go Kansas City, Rich. I'm glad we worked this out together. Teamwork makes the dream work, my friend. Let's go to Sean and Islip. Sean, welcome in. Hey, Nita. How you doing? Good morning. Great. Thank you. I uh, just want to wish you a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, hopefully you have a good year ahead of the new year. But uh, my conundrum is... Uh, you know, Dak Prescott's been balling out of his mind lately, and I have him, and I also have Patrick Mahomes, who's going up against the Patriots today. Uh, who do I take? Like the potential? Yeah, I like Dak. I like Dak. I think Dak's Dak, gonna. Right? I think Dak, Sean. Yeah, I do. Uh, like I said, I I um I'm worried about this Kansas City team against the Patriots. Um. They don't have Pacheco. Yeah, granted, they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire and McKinnon. McKinnon is utilized more in the passing game. Uh, this is a very good Patriots defense. They're at home. I think Bill Belichick is going to try to eliminate Travis Kelsey, which, by the way, this is a Patriots team. They're already good against opposing tight ends. Okay? They're already, they're already good. Now they're going to really focus in on Travis Kelsey and try to take him out of the equation. Um. You know, I, I, I think I think I think a lot is is riding on the shoulders of Patrick Mahomes to try to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. Let's be honest. Outside of Travis Kelsey and now that Pacheco's injured, what is what is he working with? Meanwhile, I think Dak Prescott, um, I think a lot of points are going to be put up in that in that Dallas Bills game. So and I think Dallas is going to be playing from behind. So um, so I, I really, I, I, I would go, I would go Dak Prescott over Mahomes today. That's what I would do. As crazy as that sounds. And here's another thing, Tom, you think, you know, because of the fallout, you think because of the fallout and everything that happened with Patrick Mahomes and him yelling at the refs after the game because of the call with Kadarius Tony, that the refs are like, Angry, disappointed, resentful for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Well, I think a lot of people are starting to become resentful towards Kansas City for acting that way after the Bills game where you haven't really had that issue before. And the Chiefs and the let's take the Eagles. They didn't complain what happened in the in the last Super Bowl after they arguably could have won it if the refs had actually benefited them. But honestly, who cares what the refs think? They deserve to be analyzed. Like, I mean... In, in the defense of the refs here, though, they were right. Kadarius Tony is in the wrong. 
However, if you want to criticize the refs, honestly, I don't see the problem with that. But, I mean, in this situation, yes. In a normal situation, I'd say go ahead and criticize them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I... I, You know, and, and just in going back to that call, was it the right call to make? Absolutely, it was the right call to make. Um, here, here's what my problem is and what my problem has been uh, in regard to the refs this season, and that is inconsistency. So uh, did, you, did you see, like, uh, Kadarius Tony? he was on, he lined up on the line of scrimmage, I want to say four times that game, and the only time you call it is with a minute 30 left? Yeah, but... It, I- was it that blatant that it deserved yes. the call? Yeah. So then I think that's the end of the conversation there. No, no. I, I again, it was. The, I'm not saying it was the right call. Mm-hmm. My yeah. my point is that call is rarely, if ever, made, and it wasn't made in three previous plays in that game that Kadarius Tony kept on lining up on the line of scrimmage. So if you're not going to call it in three plays prior to that. You're going to call it on that crucial play. That's that. You know, it, just have some more consistency. Well, let, let, again, it it was the right call to make. It was a penalty. I'm not denying that. I'm just my my criticism is with the refs this season and their inconsistency. If you're going to call it, call it all game. Don't call it on the last play of the game. With uh, w- with so much writing on that that game and that play, which of course the lateral from Travis Kelsey to Kadarius Tony, and he scores the touchdown when you didn't call it three previous times in the game. That that's my that's my point. Now, in the pr- three previous times in the game, was Kadarius Tony lined up that much offside like he was in the final time, or was he more towards the line yes. of scrimmage? Let's say no, no, you go you like. And I, and I don't know whose social media site has it, but you can you can Google and search it, and and they have some some reporter, some news outlet posted on there all all four photographs of him on the line of scrimmage. Okay. And out of the and out of the four, only one was called. Okay, see then so that see then that's a fair discussion to have. Again, right. my my point will be, and obviously we're in agreements here that he did line up offside. So yeah, I, I would still make the call. I mean, could you ask for more consistency? Absolutely. Like you said, there have been a lot of bad calls and a lot of inconsistency all season from these refs, which is where the criticism is fair. But I mean, if you're Kadarius Tony, you just got to do a better job, and you got to also handle it better too. I I don't think he's handled this whole situation that well to begin with. At least some of the Chiefs have like kind of walked back on it and said, yeah, you know what, after looking at it, Tony was offside or something like that. And I think actually the Chiefs were fined for their comments. I think I saw Andy Reid got like a massive fine. It was like 100 k I think, for his comments about it. And I think Patrick Mahomes received a similar fine, although I think it was in a less amount. I, I would have to go back and look at it. But yeah, I mean, if, in the end, more consistency from refs. But if you're Kadarius Tony, you got to do a better job lining onside. Um, they probably they probably can pay that in the amount of money that they're getting from the uh, the, the the insurance. What did, what is that again? Is it State Farm? Yeah, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and there Patrick you... Mahomes fifty thousand dollar fine. Look at that's that's probably like one commercial, if not half a commercial he gets paid for who knows 800-919-3776 the phone number um hopefully we have oh well actually before we let you go 
let me, we heard from Cynthia Freeland. She told you the players that she likes heading into this week. Let's end on this. I'll share with you the players that I like heading into this week. Uh, no brainer here. Again, I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think Brock Purdy is going to be serviceable against Arizona. Um, I think Sam Howell could be a sneaky good play in DFS today against the Rams. I think the Rams are going to blow Washington out of the water. And so Washington is going to be playing from behind. Sam Howell tosses the rock so much. Um, I think, again, he could be a sneaky good play in DFS. Um, Also, I like Jordan Love against Tampa Bay. And I love, love Matthew Stafford against Washington. Matthew Stafford is my favorite quarterback today in fantasy. Um, Kyron Williams against Washington. I think he finds the end zone. White against the Green Bay Packers. His volume is where it's all at. Love me Ezekiel Elliott against Kansas City, giving up almost five yards per carry. Love me James Cook against Dallas. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, 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 uh, what, who else do I like? Uh, Mike Evans against Green Bay. As we discussed with Cynthia Freeland, contract year. I think he finds the end zone. Love me some DK Metcalf against the Eagles. Love me Puka against Washington. DeAndre Hopkins against Houston. Romeo Dobbs against the Tampa Bay Bucks, especially if Watson is out. Uh, Reed against the Tampa Bay Bucks and uh, and Calvin Ridley against the Ravens. I, I think uh, Jacksonville is going to having to stay lockstep with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the fact that uh, Christian Kirk is out. I think Calvin Ridley is going to get a nice share of targets as well. Tied in Trey McBride. I mentioned that earlier. Love him, especially with all the injuries that uh, the Cardinals are facing. And um, and going up against the 49ers, who, believe it or not, aren't great against opposing tight ends. And again, I I think Arizona is going to be playing catch up. And uh, David Njoku, who I agree with Cynthia, uh, he's been a sneaky good play all season long. Don't think he's sneaky anymore. But Njoku is a tight end that I'm going to use in fantasy DFS a lot today as well. This concludes Fantasy Forecast. Again, hopefully we have helped you.